0: This is a Fubar Radio podcast. If you need any more information, head to fubarradio.com.
1: Fubar Radio and UN Women UK present a live 24-hour radio show. 24
0: hours. Wake up!
1: Yes, you are still listening to the 24-hour radio marathon presented by Fubar Radio and UN Women UK for the He
2: for She Arts Week.
3: Do you know what? I love that little clip then. You are still listening to this. Like, <laughs> yes, 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 you are. Thank you very much. If you have just joined us, welcome. This is A Foo Bar Radio. I'm Rachel Downey. I am here for the entire live 24 hours. I'd like a medal, I think, when I finish. Do you yes. Guess?
1: You definitely deserve a medal. a medal. You sh- no, you i No, I sure you
4: need something more than a medal. Like this is <laughs> You're, You're literally like a rash. <laughs> yeah, come come on come on. come on, come on, come on now. It's like She needs
1: here. a gift set of the toys from oh, Annabelle. from Annabelle. Annabelle.
3: Annabelle Knight. yes. Annabelle Knight. I trophy. Expert. I was thinking a trophy. Yeah. A trophy's good. I wouldn't mind a trophy, but a medal I could wear every day. <laughs> And okay. then people stop me and say, Rach, what's that medal about? And I say, look, let me tell you, sit down. Okay, <laughs> I, I see where you're going with oh, jazz.
1: Yeah. I see it, yeah. girl, I see Because yeah.
3: yeah. I'm not doing it silently, do you <laughs> see that? Yes, <Yeah. laughs> let <laughs> everyone know <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: about keeping things to myself.
3: Um, Isita, what made you go and uh, become a rapper? What, you know, How how did that
5: happen? Um, I don't know. It, it just it's just sort of happened. So it didn't. I didn't
3: wake up one day. And yeah, yeah. It's it, it like
5: a, it's a very so- social and cultural thing where I'm from. I'm from East London. You know, yeah. home of Dizzy Rascal, Wiley, mm. Roll Deep. I went to school with um, Jason Black, who you know now who's in Roll Deep, who done the, who's now owns a crepe brand. So it's like um, literally, it was just everyone had either decks or was doing stuff in their mm. room, and I used to just roll and. Ended up, you know, in the youth club Oxford House, where a lot of MCs come from, and literally they used to throw, you know, parties so that young people weren't on the streets um, every couple of weeks. And it used to be boys around the mic all the time, just boys, boys, boys. And I remember there was a girl on there, and she wasn't very good, but because she was a girl, she was, and they, a lot of them fancied them, fancied her. So she was like, they were all like, oh, I was thinking to myself, oh, she's not that good. So, you know she's like, she
3: all that. It's so. Just so I
5: went home and I wrote some bars and I came back and so and I got a lot of love and I just kept I just kept going that's brave to do that by the way were you
3: aware of that I suppose again youth means yeah. a lot of the time you don't have that fear yeah, that us adults have.
5: Exactly, exactly. And and it was sometimes a fight because it was um, a bit of a novelty so they'd give it to mm-hmm. me but after all, I was like oh, why would she still want the mic back? We've given you your 16. <laughs> and so it'd be <laughs> like fighting to get back and even to this day like a lot of things within music I've had to if we're thinking about being a woman um Producer and uh, MC. It's definitely the only reason I started um, engineering because I rec- I, engi- I recorded my whole album myself as in wow. arranged it and then I got it mixed and I and I had to start getting equipment because I felt like people weren't taking me seriously. A lot of the men that I were working with were so it'd be like, oh, can you just do this? And they'd be like, oh no, no, that's not possible. And I'd be just like, I'm really sure you can do that. Mm. And I li- I literally would be having these fights all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna buy a mac and i'm gonna get logic and i'm gonna learn how to um edit my own vocals and record them and then so and that was literally that. just to bypass the the ego oh, <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah. that i came across and i think the, the biggest thing that i'm finding i'm skipping a bit here is i think that there's a real need for women who actually manage other women and Works big up, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: So I was yes. just here saying I just, um, I've yeah. recently started managing an artist.
5: Oh, big up,
4: yeah, big up, yeah. So, but I was saying to Rachel and um, the um, her and everybody um, that was in here, that her thing yeah. was that she was really happy that she had a female because obviously she had males before, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's only like it's only new, it's yeah. Like this, yeah, this, this year thing, but yeah. I mean, it's different, it is a different world. Yeah. and um yeah i guess you know we'll see how it goes and but they, i do totally get what you're saying
5: yeah and they do exist i mean there are women managers out there but it's just such a small number and what you what you have to come against and i think for me what i found is as a as an mc particularly i know mm. it's quite a uh, an industry where people have to give their best and say they're the best but i found that a lot of girls were pit against each other mm. but it was by managers it was like see them as your competition mm. so i Get on with certain yeah. girls Women in are the industry, pitted against mm. each yeah. Other. And, and I was just like, and then suddenly there'd be this big wall, and their managers would be giving me dirty looks across the room. And suddenly, like, oh, they weren't picking up their phone for studio. And I was just like, you know what? And this, and I even I was told, oh, you need for, to send for someone. Yeah, rer, do you know rer, what? It's, sorry to cut to you. it's funny yeah. that you say that because yeah. I
4: watched an interview with Lady Leisha, yeah, and um, she said that she turned down a record deal because what they wanted her yeah, to yeah, do was yeah. go up against Nicki Minaj. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, that's Yeah, but then it was literally
4: wow. just... But that's then th- says it all, it? Yeah. yeah, but then that, they was only offering her that because they wanted her to actually go at Nicki. Rather than giving her the deal because she's talented... Nice. Mm. Do you yeah. see what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's a shame. It's, so it's a
5: shame it's like that. For me, I want to champion women in the business of music, you know mm. what I mean? Much, much more, not being driven, because I think at the end of the day, when, when women, and I think that people are like, oh, why aren't there more um, women rappers in the UK? I mean, in general, but mm. I think it's because there's what we want to do inside and when we're managed by men and I'm not against men I'm not saying men can't manage women but I think there's a big issue with them having an idea of what you should do how you should approach your music and you're literally dictated to you know I've had like quite a lot of managers to the point where I'm like I don't want a manager Mm. right now like I I self manage and perhaps if I did have a manager things might be moving in some ways in a different direction but I'm like actually I'm happy because I'm not having someone calling me saying you need to do this you need to do that, telling me what I need to say in interviews. I'm like, lie that, like I'm no, do, leave me alone. So do, you f- love that. Like,
1: like, do you find like for example, you have found there's female managers that they actually try and take that masculine role so they're not actually embracing the things that you'd expect from a woman, but actually they're trying to be song, yeah. the, like <laughs> trying to emulate what the man's doing and yeah. trying to have that way as well, is there?
5: Um yeah, well to be honest, I've only um there was I had a stint with no maybe a couple yeah you know what I had a really bad experience with a woman manager who was actually worse than all the men <laughs> to be honest but that is I think that's to do with the individual yeah and but that's, that's a well. shame it, as well that she yeah, does that yeah yeah um, I'm gonna have to say my farewells to you guys. That's
3: all right. Oh, so,
4: so I can chat to you like an yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Again, I actually could. I've got the
3: time. <laughs> got the <window. laughs> No, no, nothing. No takers. <laughs> no takers. Thanks. Um, <laughs> uh, I just want to thank, um, obviously, Amanda Star, Earth Upon, and Ister Sheriff. Thank you so so no much. No worries. Thank nice to meet you, for all. Nice to you for having all. us.
4: Thank you for having us. Five You are great.
1: Don't tell me. Show me. You're doing. You're here doing the thing. You're. <laughs> You're rooting, you're going on, you've re, you revamped, <laughs> you've pulled the choke out, you've, start, you've listen, revved the she's engine. On the great, she's the oh. she's on And I'll we'll be thinking about
5: you when I ate my breakfast in the morning. Just, yeah. oh, you know what I mean? Thank thank you. have you. got to listen
4: in. Positive yeah.
3: thinking, please. Positive thinking. Well, guys, thank you so, so much. You've been yes. bloody fantastic. You really have. And we're going to leave you with Edge of 17 by Stevie Nicks. I'll be back in a few minutes.
4: Woo, mm. See you later.
3: Yeah. And that was Edge of 17 by Stevie Nicks. Welcome back. Uh, This is, well, we are three minutes past two in the morning. Uh, This is Foo Bar Radio. Thank you for joining us for the live 24-hour marathon extravaganza <laughs> i can't think of any other word to describe it we're all here for the he for she campaign we would love your donations all money donated is going towards uh, change the reality for women and girls globally so if you can text unwn15 followed by the amount you would like to donate to 770 i'm joined in the studio by my co-host for the next few hours the wonderful faith or faith welcome Thank you very much, Rachel. I don't think we should be speaking about me, though. How exactly are you coping so far? I don't know, my darling. I don't know. Do you know what? It's very lovely to see your face. (laughs) I do know Faith very, very well. And I do what I think now I might be cocky when I say this. And I think I am. I was about to say it's quite mind over matter when it comes to tiredness. I think if you and like the adrenaline of the show and everything, you don't actually feel it.
0: No, it's true. Like I worked overnight for the Oscars last weekend and it finished. It was six in the morning and I was standing in the gallery. having haven't done all the, the live output for like the past six hours. And the sound guy actually said to me, it's over. You can leave. And I was just <laughs> standing there in shock, like, really? <laughs> and there was no sleep. Like, no, it's completely adrenaline. You just go, yes. you just go, you just yes. go. You the sun going. will be up before you know
3: it. And I literally can't wait to see the sun. (laughs) Um, And Faith, for people that think, oh, oh, it's Faith, oh, she sounds very interesting. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about yourself. I mean, I'm not really that yes you are i,
0: I like you <laughs> well i mean i'm not sure if that's a good thing for me but it's okay true. thanks, thanks Rach. yeah uh, i am a journalist i am a freelance journalist i work for bbc world i work for another international company called arise i'm just back from nigeria where i've been for the past month working for arise and i also do
3: some stuff for magazines but i'm sure we'll chat about that a bit later yeah we would definitely definitely will because on the phone lines right now we have yet another journalist uh, all the way in L.A., Andy Tillett. Andy, hello.
6: Hi there. Good good afternoon, evening, morning. How are you doing, Rachel?
3: I'm, I'm, I think I'm doing okay, Andy. I think I am. Um, it's wonderful to have you um, on the show. Thank you for joining us. Um, you're a freelance journalist. You've contributed for the Daily Mail, uh, Daily Mirror, and, and many more. Um, and you're living, is it in L.A. at the moment?
6: You I am. Here? I am. Uh, I, um currently watching the dusk set over the hollywood Hills.
3: well i kind of hate you andy is that is that allowed (laughs) can i hate the guest right now i'm jealous yeah totally
0: i'm I'm, I'm,
6: I'm trying to make it sound you know more exciting and descriptive than it is i can actually see a homeless man pushing a cart and the uh, office block from the window that I'm at So
3: Back down to reality, this is what <laughs> we like, this is what we like. Um, So what, first of all, um, what are you doing out in LA? What has brought you out there?
6: Okay, I, well I, I work for um, a number of different magazines and newspapers and I, you know, uh, I'm a foreign correspondent from here uh, writing about anything that sort of seems to appeal as far as Hollywoods and um, entertainment, music and current affairs. Um, it's been uh, interesting five years that I've been here now. Wow, five years. <laughs> I've seen years. a lot of uh, changes, yeah. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm just a very normal reporter.
3: I <laughs> mean, um, you mentioned that you've seen a lot of changes. Um, what do you mean by that?
6: Well, I mean... Um, I mean, especially in the last uh, six or seven months, we've had the huge uh, women's empowerment movement known as the uh, hashtag Me Too mm. campaign and also the hashtag Time's Up campaign, um, which have sort of tried to start ushering in a new era of equality in Hollywood, um, which has been very interesting to uh talk about and to um cover and to hear uh, or see the the progress of um and that was uh, you know one of the reasons they wanted me to uh, call in today
3: um and it is an incredible time isn't it like there really has been the last uh, few months such a big shift can you see that shift um do you think this is the beginning in a way of a new era thanks to the hashtag me too and hashtag times up
6: I think that it is the start of something. Most definitely, um, I, I feel that you know there's a lot of there's a lot of a lot of there's a lot of talk, and there's a lot of people who have been you know named, shamed, taken down, assessed as being sexual predators of uh, you know and having committed heinous heinous things in Hollywood. But I also feel that on balance. You know, there's still a lot of people out there in Hollywood who have conducted themselves in rather terrible ways and Mm. they don't just all of a sudden stop doing these sort of things overnight, you know. And one of the the tough parts about specifically uh, the sexual abuse in Hollywood or sexual assault in Hollywood uh, revelations is that, you know, these are things that happen behind closed doors, these are things that happen on casting couches, and these Mm -hmm. are things that are also because they're crimes of a physical, a sexual nature quite hard to prove in many, many cases. That's why, you know, there have been very few criminal convictions as a result of this. But as far as, you know, bringing an awareness and making, like, more men and more people like aware of the fact that women haven't been treated equally not just in hollywood and not just as actors but in you know all different industries and walks of life we're now seeing you know politicians being exposed and powerful business leaders and things like that as well and i, I you know hopefully is uh, you know uh, the start of a new era of equality i mean you know we've heard for many years about the pay gap between women and men in, in various industries and things like that. And I don't think that at the same time people realise that, you know, sexual harassment and sexual assault were as commonplace as they are.
0: And Andy, uh, you were saying yeah. there, you know, specifically to Hollywood, I mean, we saw at the Oscars, for instance, there was no dress code, like there had been at perhaps previous award ceremonies. Yeah. And the yeah. women who've been organising this, they say it's because it might have you know taken place on the red carpet, but that's not the future of the campaign. Like, you're in Hollywood. What do you see as the future of these campaigns in that area?
6: Yeah, I, I well, I mean, it's interesting because you say, you know, the, the, the dress code and people speaking out, that's one, like, way of raising awareness, but it's not, you know, it doesn't, it's hard to see how that's going to tangibly change into people's attitudes changing straight up it's it's difficult it's a very conflicted position that la has i mean there is a huge billboard for example on on sunset boulevard which is the times Up official billboard which has a big hashtag and says times up supports the movement if you drive maybe two miles down the same road there's another billboard which advertises something called sugar models which is where girls can sign up and get an online sugar daddy. And it says, or it did used to say, it changed now, but it says on it, you know, never pay for anything again. And I think that sort of, you know, pictorially exemplifies the different mixed messages that Hollywood sort of promotes, you know what I mean? Um, not promotes as, as, a, as an industry, but that, that are, you know, starkly contrasted and that people walk and see every day. And, um, the,
0: the you know, the media yeah. over here, Particularly has been, you know, quite harsh with these sorts of Me Too revelations coming out um, yeah. with any of the people that have been exposed. But how has different sections of the media been reacting in the states?
6: Well, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's something that is. Championed very much by the uh, what Donald Trump would call the liberal fake news media, <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 um, and so and, and it's something that's been given a lot of coverage too. And uh, uh, you know, it's it's uh, people you know have voices and outlets and blogs and Facebooks and places where they can you know voice their opinions and things now which is a good thing but also when we're dealing with things like accusations of a sexual nature against people it's 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 difficult because you know in 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 certain cases you have uh the likes of people who you know we know are horrible terrible sexual predators uh, like Harvey Weinstein, and then, in other examples, you get somebody writing on a a, a blog i can 't remember the name of the blog, but about their experience with disease and sorry and there was a lot of debate in the media about whether what he did um, was enough to sort of be defined as sexual assault and sexual harassment and these are, these are the, 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 the things that are not very easily defined and are defined in the same way by different sections of people thus making the whole subject itself something that's still being defined but you know again mm-hmm. it's a good thing that we're having this uh, debate and conversation about it at this uh, at this time and it's you know like a, like like we keep saying you know hopefully the start of a, of a new thing that just doesn't you know only take place in hollywood and los angeles but is transposed and encourages women to stand up all around the world and demand their equality and we see
3: (laughs) you know no we um we see things like um say celebrities posting social media using the hashtags like me too Mm. do you think these celebrities with these big followings these big socials um do you think they have an influence on on this agenda or is it you know or do you think some celebrities might be using that hashtag just to get the likes and the follows
6: yeah it's
3: uh, it's a hard one isn't it with this campaign it, it's re-
6: it's really tough because yeah i mean i know what you, i know i know exactly what you're saying mm. there's uh i'm not going to name <laughs> the well i might as well whatever you know, you know there's there's like for example there is a young Hollywood actress who came forward and she was like well i I'm, you know I was abused when I was a child it was terrible and that is hor- horrific but she refused to give any actual details and even the act- actress's own mother was c- completely clueless as to how this supposedly happened under her roof which makes you sort of wonder why you know what, what, what whether there could be an element of people doing these sort of things for attention which would be the worst thing mm. imaginable but you know in, in, in today's world like, I, I, you know, it's hard sometimes to separate what's what's real from what's fake I mean for example yesterday uh, or the day before Kim Kardashian released a, a bunch of Kimojis for International Women's Day and Kimoji. immediately decried as being a very callous and shallow money grab rather than her support wow. for a, a valid <laughs> women's movement um, I mean, yeah.
3: that says it all doesn't it <laughs> Let's all get a kimoji. I mean, <laughs> oh, Andy, how American? Well, no, but how horrendous. Um, so, Andy, um, moving forward, I mean, Go do it, you yeah. think in, I don't know, a year's time, we're still going to be talking about the Me Too, Times Up campaign? How do you see things evolving and changing over the next few years?
6: Well, personally, what I would like to see would be um, a consensus as to which hashtag we're going to use. Is it going to be Me Too or is it going to be Time's Up? Yeah. I mean, be, that, that's yeah, that, that, that would be a be starting a start. point.
3: Yeah, definitely,
6: definitely.
3: <laughs> which are we going with? <laughs> and then do um, you see the change? Do you see?
6: Well, I, you know, I think that more people are going to demand these things called inclusion riders on their... Um, on their contracts, which means that more, you know, ethnic minorities and uh, people of different backgrounds will be hired to work on films. Obviously, I'm actually talking about something completely different here. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> but I think you know it's something that's going to stay in people's minds, and I think it's something that people will champion. And I think that you know it's encouraged women to band together more, and hopefully, hopefully, it's the start of actual positive change in lots of different industries but at the same time being realistic about it, you know, uh, people have been mm. doing people have been, you know, doing things that get film roles in Hollywood since Hollywood was created in like nineteen eleven or whatever it was and I don't think that's actually gonna completely go away, unfortunately. I don't think that it's as easy as making you know, doing a few hashtags and Putting mm. a few button pins on and getting rid of a few of the people at the top. I think that you know it's going to take a revolution in the people who are running the music, the movie industry, and the people at the very top positions to be changed or to be ousted completely before you know we'll see any real change. But that hopefully, in time, as we grow as a a, a worldwide culture, will will, will happen. Mm. Yeah, well, uh, Steve, I
3: hope. <laughs> yeah, hope. Andy, thank you so so much um, for talking to us today. Um, it's yeah, it's. It, I'm I'm so happy. At least we can have these conversations. Um, yeah, things are changing. I just think it's going to be a slow change. I really do. Sadly, um, thank you for talking to us. Enjoy L.A.
6: Uh, thank you. I sh- I, I um, <laughs> will hopefully leave my office soon and. Um, <laughs> Enjoy a very, very sexual harassment-free night, but I'm a man, so... (laughs) It's
3: amazing. (laughs) You enjoy that, Andy. Andy, thank you so, so much. Take care, Andy.
6: Take care, guys, and good (laughs) luck with the marathon, all right?
3: Thank you. Bye. Bye! that's brilliant i'm going to enjoy a, a sexual harassment free night i mean you know fair enough. enough. yeah it's absolutely fair enough and you know what he probably
0: is he probably is do you know what is brilliant though you know he spoke there about kind of monetizing the meat the international women's day the kim kardashian speak about monetizing it i got a text message on in international women's day from a clinic in london that she'll go unnamed suggesting that to celebrate International Women's Day I should get some laser hair removal and they would give me 50% off. No. Mm.
3: No. I think they might be missing the point (gasps) a little bit. wow. See, I don't know why I was still surprised by this. I know. You know, we've still got a long way to go. um, To change, (laughs) I think. Um, Faith, you've been a journalist. You've been in the industry for many years now. I
5: have. Do
3: you still come across a lot of um, sexism? How do you deal with it? I can't can't imagine you shy away from confronting things. <laughs> like how I said that. It's very
0: diplomatic. I, I enjoyed that. Um, you, do you know, actually, I do and I don't like the BBC is obviously a very straight, Forward sort of organisation. We have seen the famous ones recently, like Carrie Gracie, the China editor. You know, she resigned because she wasn't being paid as much as her male counterparts. Um, You know, working with the BBC, what they're trying to do overall is bring costs down. Mm. So it's yeah, they're they're trying to reduce wages as as a whole. But regardless of that you know, she should have been paid the same as the men doing the same job as her. Um, She is getting her back pay now. So they have these kind of big scandals. Um, BBC is quite straight-laced, I find. Mm. Um, you know, as a whole, when I'm in there, I don't really feel like I'm treated any differently to my male colleagues. At my level, I think we're yeah. all pretty much paid the same. They pay for the role. Um There is other organisations that I think, yes, I do come across much more of that, like, um, there's one of my colleagues, even today, he seems to have this weird fascination with the food on my plate, I had, I had chicken and roast veg for my dinner today, and he was like, oh, that, that looks really heavy, like, aren't you watching your way? Um, well, if I want to watch my weight go up or if I want to watch my weight go down or if I want to watch my weight stay exactly the same, that is entirely none of your business.
3: Really isn't Eddie. Oh, wow. He's a brave man to say that to you. I know. A very, very brave man. But Yeah, so you get these kind of comments.
0: And I think as well when you do, you know, I'm based in London, but I do obviously travel and other countries as well, that they perhaps say things that you just would never dream
3: of saying in yeah. London, you know. But is that because they don't know any different? Do you think they? some people don't know they're causing offence? Or yeah, is that an I easy mean, th- I think it's also just, like, a culture thing, you mm-hmm. know. Like, yeah, that's I'm just true. back
0: from Nigeria, and, I mean, everything's different. You know, the way you drive on the roads is entirely different. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, you'll... So if someone cuts you up in the road, I mean, here you kind of might, you know, beep the horn, be a bit upset... In Nigeria, in Abuja, it's standard practice to pull alongside the other person, you both wind your windows down, and you both shout, like, mad at each other. Oh, my. I mean, that's just what happens. It's hilarious. I can it's imagine hilarious. you in a car when you see that for the first time. Yeah, well, we, I was in the work van, and someone was, like, cutting us off at the right-hand side, so we had to move left, but, of course, that annoyed the guy at the left, and... So he wound his window down, our driver wound the window down, and they were screaming at each other. The driver was trying to explain it wasn't me, it was the other guy on the right. That's brilliant, not me. Yeah, and then the cameraman who was in the back, and you know what cameramen are like, they can be a bit, you know, spiky at the best of times kind of dramatically swipes the window in the back open and he's hanging out at the back of the van like, are you blind? It was one of the funniest things that's ever happened to me. Oh my God, that's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> so that's what it means. So like in a culture when things are so yeah. different, where that's the norm, then yeah, you're going to encounter sexism and things. But I'm not really sure they mean it as a sort of derogatory, you know, it's, it's just... What they know, it's what
3: they've seen. It's learning behaviour. Well, it's just the it's, way things are. Yeah, yeah it's, just, it's yeah. just the way it is. And you were out there for three weeks, just over three weeks? Yeah, almost four, yeah.
0: And you were working, what were you doing out there? Um, So there was a few different things. I mean, I do a lot of things in the studio, uh, like yourself, Rachel, but also um, out and about filming a few different reports, um, one of which was slightly different dull was a petroleum summit of course Nigeria is like one of the world's biggest oil producers yeah. so they have these big summits um vice president kept us waiting for 3 hours um that's
3: good that's nice yeah good yeah good i
0: mean he, work. Is, he is the vice president of you know the most populous country in Africa so you kind of can give yeah, that yeah not really going to argue with no, them. um so I but I, w- I got hungry. I got a bit hangry. Yeah. yeah. You don't want us to get hungry. No, no, I got a bit hangry. Um, so, yeah, so that was one of the reports, and it was just, like, all of the, the way that they're going to be moving from oil into gas and finding a future, and also making sure that it benefits the communities that the oil's coming out of, because a lot of these areas are still, you know, quite a lot of poverty mm. and a lot of oil leaks and, you know, children not in education and things. So... There was one guy kind of stood up and shouted at the speakers at the front that actually this money needs to be coming to the local areas that this oil is coming out of. So even although it's kind of like a dull business summit, there's still all of that passion from the local people who are just like, this isn't fair. We want this. You know, we want the benefits of this. You've got all of the money.
3: It's incredible. I, I, yeah, I love hearing all the stories about mm. your time out there and the work you're doing. Lots more I want to talk to you about, but we're going to go for a little breather. Um, we are going to listen to "Free Your Mind" by Envo. Don't go anywhere. Back in a few minutes. Prejudice wrote a song about it. Like to hear it? Here it go. Free your mind. I really wanted to start singing them, but I'm quite glad I didn't, Faith. Well, so am I. I yeah, mean, I think yeah. we're all quite glad. <laughs> uh, if you have just joined us, welcome to Foo Bar Radio. We are doing the 24-hour live marathon um, show, all for the UN Women UK. It's he for She campaign. We would love your donations. All money donated is going towards change the reality for women and girls globally. Just text UNWN15, um, followed by the amount you would like to donate to 770 I would like to carry on chatting but we've got another guest on the phone lines Um, on the phone lines right now we have uh, Maya Jupiter Maya are you there? Yes I am hi Hello Maya thank you so much for joining us Um, how are you? I was going to say this fine day I, it's it's half two in the morning here um oh so, gosh yeah yeah it's pretty much oh gosh it's ha-
2: it's half one where I, i'm in sydney australia at the moment oh, wow. and oh. it is a lovely sunny afternoon
3: <laughs> <laughs> we are so happy for you <laughs> but it's really warm <laughs> but it's warm and lovely I don't mean to brag. <laughs> <laughs> but it is lovely. Uh, Maya, you are a rapper, a songwriter, and radio presenter. Um, tell us, yep. first of all, um, how did you first get into the industry? Was it your music, was it your writing, or was it via presenting?
2: That's hilarious. That's funny because, uh, you know, I, was, I started writing raps when I was about 14 years old. So it was always a love of, of hip hop and and hip hop culture mm. that that has driven me and uh, and I just started doing a bit of community radio and then I started facilitating um, workshops with um, with youth and teaching kind of songwriting workshops mm. um, and then through that I was uh, offered to become a presenter on a uh, Channel V, which is a music mm-hmm. uh, television station here in Australia. But it was always music first and sort of. I think people in the UK can identify with trying to promote our own individual identity. So for me, it was Australian hip hop, you know, kind of going against the bombardment of American culture all the time and, you know, trying to showcase Australian voices and what we had on offer. But I also have a a lot of love and affinity for the UK hip hop scene, used to support a lot of uh, uh, British artists on the station through interviews and things like that all the time, too.
3: I think it's it's incredible the amount of people I've spoken to so far um, and their stories, their journeys into into the industry. Um, has it been tough for as a as a female in this industry? What kind of obstacles have you come
2: across? Oh, uh, oh uh, you know, <laughs> it's funny because because there's a lot of um, reflection that goes on sort of as you get a bit older and start thinking about oh that, that stuff was very sexist or you know yeah, you know I think yeah. when I was in it and I was a young 18 19 year old I wasn't um quite aware of what was going on mm. but um but now I can sort of reflect and say uh, there were definitely times I mean even recently even in the last 10 years I I did a show I'm now living in the United States I'm I live in Los Angeles but I came back home to do a show and and there was still this business of people in the front audience saying, you know, show us your tits and yelling out at me. And, and I couldn't believe Horrendous. it. I thought, I can't believe that this still exists. Yeah. Like, there's an actual song that they break into that they start to sing. And, you know, stuff like that happening. Um, How do you deal I with used, that? I used to host clubs. You know, I just, I actually at that moment when I was on stage, I just started doing a, um, a freestyle and I just freestyled about them and sort of you know, put them, mm-hmm. put them in their place. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> because I just used the medium of, of hip-hop to be able to, you know, mm. say what I felt like saying. But, um, you know, there were times even I used to host clubs and dudes would just try to take the microphone away from me and I'd have to physically hold on to it and fight for it and say, no, I'm getting paid. Like, I work here. You can't just snatch it. And that's stuff that, you know, guys wouldn't do to other dudes. But, I mean, that's hip-hop true. as a whole, I mean, we could we could spend an hour talking about yeah, of course the yeah. levels of sexism and machoism and stuff that exists within that. I mean, you know, you in Australia especially, it was like, God forbid that you were feminine. If you're feminine, oh, you must be a hoe or a slut or whatever, mm. you know? So, it was like, when I first came up, I used to wear, you know, the baggiest jeans and baggy T-shirts and... Try to be as male as I could be. I, d- I never mm. embraced my femininity because it was a thing of more about being respected. You know, it's like, oh no, they're not going to respect me if I'm if I'm too feminine because that would be mean that I'm sexy. And I, it was got to a point where it didn't matter what I did. Like, I I'm half Mexican, half Turkish. I know how to dance salsa and do all this kind of stuff. And so on stage, I'd always have fun in my shows. And I remember reading a comment online, someone saying, "Oh, she just shakes her hips." Blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, I can't win. It's like, it's no matter what. I'm a B girl, but because I shake my hips too much, you know, (laughs) then that's, that's uh, I'm not down enough. I'm not real enough. I'm not hard enough, whatever. And so after a certain point, you just kind of let it go. For
3: females, other females wanting to get into not only the music industry but the hip-hop side of the industry, what advice would you yes. give them? And how can we get more females
2: involved? You know, there are, there's actually always been, in my experience, mm. especially in Sydney, there's been a lot of women and a lot of voices, a lot of female voices that exist. It's just the platform. And it's, it's also the same as people of colour. Like, it's the same thing. Mm. You're kind of striving to, to have that opportunity, to have the chance to not just be an opening act, but a headline act. And, you know, and when it comes to festivals, like who are we putting up on those stages? And I used to do, um, I used to facilitate a lot of all women um, hip hop workshops, like songwriting workshops where we would write and record our own music, even produce our own beats. And I found that they had to be all female because as soon as a male, uh, um, you know, and we're talking about teenagers here, as soon as a young male is in the space, he dominates the space. And then other women kind of, and that's, this is just a cultural thing and other, you know, young girls will be, will be intimidated to jump on the drums or to say their rhyme out loud. It's kind of like, it's just the way that things have been for such a long time. And I think we are finally turning a corner where men are starting to do the work themselves, which is why I love this idea of he for she campaign, mm. because it's like, this is their stuff that they need to, you know, deal with this, they need to figure out how to dismantle patriarchy, you know? Yep. <laughs> this is up to them. Like, we've already been saying what we need to say. We've already been outspoken. But now it's time for them to do their part in this fight, you know, and to understand the privilege that they have as, as men.
3: Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, you know, there's a lot of conversation um, in the UK right now uh, demanding that more women to be put on festival lineups. Um Is that happening in Australia? What's it like out in Australia? And also, I know that you're headlining for Elements Festival.
2: Um, I am tonight, and I'm so excited about that, about kind of going back to my roots a little bit. Thanks, town. But um, I think I I really... I can't say because I don't live here anymore, so I I don't know, you know, from within, but from the outside looking in now, from the sense I'm getting, it seems to be changing a little bit, but it's still... You know, there's still a lot of a lot more work to yeah. do. Definitely further to go. There are I feel like there are female MCs, we just need to give them the space and the platform and the opportunity. Yeah. You know? Because they've been since since twenty years ago, since I was coming up here, they've there've been these voices. And they still exist and there's other younger MCs who you know, new generation, it's like they don't, nothing holds them back. They're just you know, they can do everything at home now, you don't need to pay for big studio fees. You can record your own music, put it up online on your SoundCloud, YouTube, whatever. So there's a lot more independence there, and a lot more ways to to showcase your your voice mm-hmm. and your talent. You know, so I think um, I think thanks to that as well, we have um, we have more opportunity to to recognize them. The problem is is like mainstream radio needs to catch up. You know, they need to start uh, not just sort of playing the same old same old again. And this is something you you see in America. It's like there's only room for one female MC at one time. Like, there can only be a Nicki Minaj. You know, there can't be a Cardi B and a Nicki Minaj at the same yeah. time. Like, only yeah. one can occupy that space. It's ridiculous. And I think that that's, that's crap. Yeah. yeah. I think there's plenty of room for all of us.
3: Yeah, there really, really is. Um, uh, Maya Jupiter, I could talk to you for, for a lot longer. I really have, but we already have time. <laughs> um, thank you so, no so, much for talking to us uh, today. I really, really appreciate it. And, um, and good Thanks luck for later me.
2: on. Thank you. Have a great morning. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you
3: very much, Maya. You take care. All the best. Bye. Thank you. Bye. So lovely and so true. Have a good morning. We need a good morning. Um, Don't go anywhere. We're going to take a little musical interlude. Uh, We'll be back very shortly.
1: FUBAR Radio and UN Women UK present a live 24-hour radio show.
2: 24 hours.
3: Welcome back. This is Food Bar Radio. Uh, my name is Rachel Downey. I'm joined by the lovely Faith. Oh, you know Hi, yeah. no. Hi, Rachel. Yeah, that's probably the nicest you've been to me in a long time. The it's lovely Faith. I mean, I feel dirty just for saying it. <laughs> um, remember, we are here for the uh, He for She campaign. All to do with uh, UN Women UK. It's an incredible campaign, all about gender equality. The point of this live 24-hour marathon. I'm going to swallow. To raise awareness and money for the campaign. Um, we are here until what well, I'm here. We I ain't dragging you down with me, babe. No, no. This you've is a got me for another hour and a bit, and yeah, you're on your own. It's delightful. It's <laughs> you know, when someone loves you so much. You're on your own, babe. Uh, but to support the he for she campaign and us here at FooBar Radio, could you text UNW15, followed by the amount you want to donate to 770. We have gone on about the uh, the text details a lot If it's confused you Or you just thought, wait Rachel, I don't understand I don't have a pen and paper handy um, Just go to LondonArtsWeek.org And everything is on there for you We're going to go to another guest I feel it's time I feel we're probably boring you um, Well I probably am, I'm not going to, again, drag you down with me Faith Thanks, I'm fair thanks, Rich. Anytime babe On the phone right now we've got uh, Hill Bowman Hill, hello Hello How are you Hill? <laughs> i'm good how are you doing very good thank you so so much um for for joining us here today um it's lovely to have you here now um i'm reading your bio um you create art for stage film comic books which is so cool and personal commissions (laughs) uh you are a native of california as well and your current work includes the graphic novel cirrus the red storm a collection of short stories in comic book form entitled and all that jazz um so much i want to ask you first of all um how did you how did you get involved in um in art is it something you've always done is it something you've always known you wanted to do
7: uh let's see it's a really good question um i think that i was always kind of an artist you know at heart but uh i ended up first off in the performance world of it and music and dance Mm -hmm. and song And I didn't really get into the visual arts as a career until about my mid-20s. So, you know, it's just something that you have in the back of your pocket and then all of a sudden it comes out and it becomes your life. So, that's about it. Nothing really that interesting.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But to comic books, how did it go from, you know, doing, creating art for stage for film to comic books?
7: To be honest with you, it's all-encompassing. I I, I Mm. do all of them all year round. So... um, how did it go from that? Uh, I was just, you know, I, I've always been able to draw. Mm. And uh, one day I was sort of, you know, reading a really great comic book, and a friend of mine came to me and said, hey, why don't we start something together? And so I started with, you know, just a personal independent comic book projects, and I just fell in love with the whole idea of putting together a story in visual format and just sort of went from there, I
3: guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and... As a female again a question obviously that we are talking about throughout this show um quite interesting actually to ask you uh, what sexism have you come across um from your side of things you know as as the artist that you are
7: yeah uh, that's a really good question I've, I've been thinking about this theme a lot you know over the last year as you know some tidal waves have been happening especially in the film industry here in hollywood and uh, I have to say that, I, you know, for me personally, I don't feel like I run across it very much. You know, uh, both my parents are lawyers. My mother is now a superior court judge in wow. my hometown. Yeah, you know, and so I grew up with a very strong, powerful female as my role model. And, you know, in my household, my parents were equals. You know, Mm. uh, they were both breadwinners. They both worked really hard and appreciated and respected each other. And so I had a really good foundation to think, oh, you know, my mom wears a suit. So does my dad. Let's all, you know, be equal. So for me personally, you know, if I ever do run into it, I like to sort of turn it back around. Like, let's say I'm, you know, on a ladder and painting a wall or a mural or something and somebody comes up and says, hey, sweet cheeks, looking really good there, painting, you know, I'll probably turn back around to them and say, thanks, darling, I appreciate so much. Now get your ass moving, you know?
3: Like, <laughs> I love I just, that. I, That's you know, an nice like, response. I sort
7: of, yeah, I like to turn it back around and just mm. sort of make it equal. Hey, if you're going to sort of objectify me, I'm just going to throw it back at you, right? Yeah. Is that a bad way? I don't know. Maybe I, <laughs> no, <it's- laughs> I enjoy it.
3: You know, you are out I'm, in California. You, you're in California at the moment.
7: I am. I am. I'm working on a set, actually. I, I just got off a ladder to be able to speak to you, ladies. So you are very
3: cool. Very cool. <laughs> I haven't been on a ladder in <laughs> ever. Yeah. <laughs> finish that sentence Um, we were talking to a journalist not too long ago actually that is living out in in la about the times up campaign um what's it been like uh, i guess for you out there with especially over the last few months it's really taken taken hold hasn't it the times up campaign
7: it has it has um you know it's it's always been an interesting thing to live in a community where our actors and writers and directors, our celebrities, so to speak, are the people who who try to keep movements alive. Mm. And so it's like, you know, whenever we have the, the platform like the Oscars or the Golden Globe and we're able to watch our icons, our celebrities push forward a movement, mm. it's it's nice to, to know that I'm in that working environment that's also attempting to do so as well. And it's it's not just a facade. These people actually truly believe about what they're talking about, you know. So, mm. I don't know. You know, for me, though, I, I'm usually working in construction around a bunch of dudes. <laughs> and nobody really
3: could care less sometimes. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's again, I guess from what you see, it's it's very, very different because you are amongst men and you have, you know, you do, it's all very banterous and it's all very, I guess you don't really see what maybe others see. Do you think maybe artists and, and people in the limelight use their platform enough to combat issues such as equality for women? And do people need to? Uh, I,
7: I think so. I think it's our, it's our job. It's It's not just a privilege to be an artist um, and a working artist, but it's, I mean, it is a privilege, but it's, it's our responsibility with that privilege to, to have a voice and give, and give voice to others who may not have that right.
4: Mm.
7: So, um, yeah. you know, I, I just try to, to, to live what I, I believe, which is, hey, I'm just as capable as that man over there at doing my job. And if, if I believe it, if I push forward with that belief, then the people around me will also believe it. So, um, mm. I, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I was I was getting sort of prepped to be asked about if I've ever been sexually harassed. <laughs> and I'm trying to think back, like, oh, I don't think so not really. <laughs> and uh, it's you know, I think that for for me as a woman, I've always recognized um, sort of the biological impact. That we are, that we have as humans on our, um, on our society, and for me, you know, men are born into this world to be hunters and um, and to to be attracted to things and to want to penetrate and you know in all sort of forms of that that the world provides. And um, I don't, I don't want men to feel like they can't be men, just as long as I. can. You know, they respect my space. I respect their space. I don't want them to feel like they, you know, are are predators mm. if they're not. And I think that there's a lot of things happening sometimes around me where men are starting to get uncomfortable about being men. And I don't want that to happen. That's not fair. That's, that, that's not a quality. That's another way of, you know, publicly shaming someone for being born into a body that they have no control over. Do you know what I mean? Um, and so uh, I... I like to think that if I walk into a space and I'm I'm strong in who I am, mm. then I can't be preyed upon. I'm not a weakling. And if I walk around in the world with that kind of power in my heart, then I think other people can feel that, you know, as animals we can we can feel each other's energy and spirit and so I I just like to, to think that I'm strong and others will will see me as strong too. So yeah. I hope that <laughs> did not answer your question at all. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, I, I wondered as well, you know, about
0: your your workspaces. You know, you said there that you kind of answer back if you get any kind of sexist remarks. But what kind of, you know, you 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 have such a fascinating range of careers. But what sort of workspaces do you actually work in? And I'm also a journalist, and I'm really nosy. You said you just came down <laughs> off a ladder. What are you doing
7: just yeah. now? <laughs> Uh, let's see. I'll paint a picture for you um, as a painter today. Um, I'm I'm wearing a a coverall, a little onesie coverall, and Converse, and a baseball cap, and um, I'm painting a set for um, a short film spot. And um, I'm the only painter on today, and there's you know uh, a bunch of people building sets around me. Um, so that's that's one of my my workspaces. Other workspaces are theaters and not just film sets and. Uh, my favourite workspace is probably my own private studio, though, where I can be naked and not have to wear any clothes, which is always the best. But, uh, you know, that was a joke. I really don't paint
3: naked. <laughs> whole, not all the time, Not least. every day, <laughs> especially not on a Sunday. Um, well, look, um, <laughs> brilliant. I love it already. Hal, thank you so, so much um, for taking oh, the God. time out uh, to talk to us. I really, really appreciate it. Um, and, yes, have a wonderful it's daytime, isn't it, there? I don't know. I'm quite not with it of times <laughs> over here, let alone anywhere else no, it's in sad. the world. It's so tr- the sun has just gone
7: down. It is now officially nighttime, and I'm still at work on a Friday. So fun for me. <laughs> well, uh, did you know
0: I Good. <laughs> yeah, you get no sympathy from us God, right now. Someone else <laughs> is working.
3: Um, thank you so much for talking to us. Um, it's been brilliant. It's cool. We really awesome. appreciate it. And have a wonderful I evening. I you. Thank
7: you. Thank you. Too. Take care. Thank thanks. you. Bye. Cheers. Bye
3: that's brilliant do you know what it's very Fizz. bad but I am happy she's working no
0: I do have a bone to pick with you Rachel why do we keep speaking to people who are in like Los Angeles and Australia <sighs> yeah, and know, it's sunny I and know and
3: they're so happy because the sun's sunny. setting and the Hollywood sign and really oh, and they're happy and they're probably you know having smoothies and, and I, I, I mean I'd rather wine a... I've got a bottle of wine under there
5: yeah, like, why I am I, I
0: only know, just really hearing just about this you.
3: our friendship is going to be over very very quickly <laughs> I was given it as a gift where's my gift you're so, anyway, yeah, so anyway yeah I'm here what more do you, you need <laughs> oh I don't need well, anything else well I stick else? a bow
0: around my neck Does that do you yes gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> not no. Well, no that's a shame not that's even a hope no um,
3: we want to have another phone guest very very shortly in just a few minutes time but yes um, I had a lovely guest in the studio earlier called Ariel and she bought me it's under here I've got a little bag bottle of wine um, there's some moisturising cream and sparkling elderflower but there's a bottle of wine I mean, does I'm doing she know very him? well, like come on. <laughs> Do I get again? I keep saying this. I would like a, a medal when I finish, but I think just to avoid the wine. I deserve something. I'm doing well, aren't I?
0: Why would you avoid oh, you mean avoid it right now? I was thinking yeah. avoid it when you finish. No. no. When you finish, i have a massive massive glass and then you, you'll probably pass out. I mean, you know, just just sheer tiredness, I think.
3: Yeah, I I I, I just sheer tiredness. Make
0: um, sure you're sitting down. You know, don't, don't drink it standing up, mate. It might be more fun. <laughs>
3: um, we are going to leave you very quickly um, with a song underneath it all by no doubt. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back very, very shortly.
5: If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.